This podcast and its content was created and recorded on Ghana land. We would like to acknowledge the Ghana people, the traditional custodians of the land we reside on and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening to our podcast. This is the second episode of Here We Crow. Welcome. That was uh, not Hurricane Lindsay McDougall. It was Ed Mitchell um, from <laughs> I Can't Believe It's Not Weezer um, playing the intro theme there. So thank you again, Ed. Uh, I'd like to just say a big thank you to Lauren for hosting our inaugural podcast last week. We're going to rotate um, around, so at some point you will get the star Ben, but he's uh, <laughs> everyone's favourite. Not put his hand up just yet, but um, our inaugural Bone McDermott, uh, Lauren <laughs> Connolly, uh, well done on last week. Thanks, it was really fun. Yeah, you did a great job. Thanks. And uh, just echoing Sam's sentiment from last week, as a host this week, I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> nah, you're, you're right. Yeah, you're making us all nervous, Dan. <laughs> we have plenty of topics to talk about. Uh, first and foremost, I wanted to thank everyone who gave us feedback, everyone who signed up to the podcast, left a comment, anything like that. We got a whole one social media comment, which we'll talk about <laughs> later. But we had lots Don't of friends. Don't tell people. We had lots of friends give us feedback, which was really appreciated. The sound issues we had, um, yep, teething. So we're going to work through that. And hopefully you're hearing me crystal clear this week all right and we'll, we'll test ben in a sec ben oh, i've been saying things all podcast <laughs> have you not has it not come through let Beautiful. us know if listeners <laughs> if you heard ben just then he asked if he could be heard but uh <laughs> um welcome ben thank you thank you dan and our other <laughs> also our other co-host samuel marnie Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much. Just putting the full name out there. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out for those stalkers. Is Lindsay McDougall's nickname really Hurricane? Yes. Oh, nice. It is now. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Um, Yeah, so again, thanks for the feedback. Um, This week we've got plenty to talk about. We have the AFL women's team who are absolutely smashing it with three wins straight. Um, They are not leaking many points at all. So we're going to go into a bit of analysis later with our man, Ben. Uh, we're also going to talk a bit about the men's team who are obviously a bit, being a bit lazy at the moment. No big pre-season going on at the moment at training. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, Crypto.com or Crypto.com, uh, trademark to the Crowject, our friends over there. And we're going to talk about some of the players who have opted out of the AFL season. This week we've had Jack Darling and CEY, Cam Ellis Yolman. Uh, we don't know if that was him opting out or if he's just not getting played um, this year. <laughs> But uh, we'll talk about that a bit later as well. Salary dump. That's it. That's it. Um, have I missed anything there, guys? Oh, I think you have covered it. Excellent. So, as per last week, before we get cracking, we're going to get into our pre-game warm-up. Good rigs. All right, so it's the pre-game warm-up. First up, we have Sam to talk about the beer of the week. Sam. All right. Well, Dan and I went to the Weedy last Week, was it? Thursday? Yeah. Um, a few beers there. It was good. Um, but 
decided to pick up one of their cans, which I reasonably knew. Um, they sort of started putting stuff in cans, I think, well, just when COVID started into some basic cans, and I think they went so well, they decided to do them properly. So we have gigantic cans. I think these are, yeah, 500 mil cans. What's uh, with you guys and your giant cans? I know. It's a, it's a craft thing. giant can in two episodes. Yeah. And, and the silly thing is it it's usually the really heavy ones that come in the giant cans. So you just end up with like three yeah. standard drinks in a can. They're the biggest cans in the room, just by the way. I was going to make a comment there. <laughs> why, why were you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the latest Coma collab, I think it's a collab, Um beer that the Wheaties done. They've done a couple of these. The latest one is a spiced brown ale called Biscuit Brown, 6.15%, 20 IBUs, so a little bit different than last week. This one is smooth. Um, packed full of a lot of interesting stuff. Ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, blackstrap, molasses. This is, this is exactly what I make my ginger biscuits out of. Really? Those ingredients. And I've just noticed it says here in the malt, Dark Crystal, which is one of my favourite movies. So <laughs> <laughs> it's beer. That, <laughs> be fucking good. That, that's a type of malt, but yes, we can go with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the notes say this is a liquid hot cross bun. So oh, I'm down. Yeah. Leading, wow. leading up to Easter. I think the buns are already in the supermarkets, which we've, is We've already promising. talked about buns and cans. We are on tonight. We are. We are. Explicit <laughs> um, warning. Yeah, explicit warning. But who doesn't love a weedy beer? So and, and you know, love going down to the weedy. So Yeah. So um, we'll give our impressions a bit later on. A bit later on. We're oh. gonna crack it open. Lauren has just done the honors. Um and let's see how we're going. Oh, how we're she's tracking. brown. She's as brown as my biscuits. <laughs> oh wow. It's got some sweetness. Did you? I just caught on to what Lauren said. <laughs> We're leaving that in. in. If I say the innuendo, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. So without further ado and any other extra comment on that comment, we're going to move on and uh, Lauren is going to bring us some classic tunes. Oh, my God. I'm excited about this, guys. <clears throat> All right. So last week we did some newer stuff and um, this week – we're going back a bit. We're going back to my teenage years at punk and hardcore shows. Now, we did say last week how the warm-up songs and generally the s- songs that the Crows players listen to are... Garbage. Shit. Trash. They're just absolutely shit, let's face it. I'm sorry, guys, but come on. Anyway, I've been telling them this all last season, that if they listen to this band in the pre-game warm-up, they might actually win some games. They will be so fired up. They won't know what's hit them. Anyway, the band that I'm talking about is Melbourne Hardcore Kings, Mindsnare. And if you don't know them, well, get ready, folks. You need to visit our Spotify playlist. Yes, you do need to visit the Spotify playlist where I will be putting probably multiple Mindsnare songs on because they have so many good ones. Anyway, we're going to like test out a thing where we play a snippet of the track, which we didn't do last week, but we're going to try it. We thought we might get in trouble last week. Yeah, Um, we we may do. But um, I'm sure that if I talk to... The boys from Mindsnare, they will give their permission for this to happen. So I'll do that after recording. <laughs> we're putting out, we're putting our agates on the line. Yeah. yeah we're right. really putting ourselves out there, so don't dob on us. Uh, the other three do not represent Ben Turnbull. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's hear some Mindsnare. This track is called Bulldozed.
Don't you agree that if the Crows were listening to Mind Snare, which I will say we've already uh, mentioned Lindsay McDougall already, but um, Gordy Foreman from Friends of Rom is actually the drummer of this band, so we're friends all heavy tonight for some reason. But can you imagine if the Crows were listening to that before the game? You know who probably listened to Mind Snare? Wayne Wiedemann. Like, oh, yes. He wasn't messing around. <laughs> I know Chad Corns probably digs a bit oh, of yeah. Mind Snare, but we won't mention That's him. That's the only good thing Port have ever had going about them is Chad Corns' music taste. Is it good? Yeah, it's He great. was always at the punk shows um, that we were at all the time. Yeah. Anyway, Ben, what did you think of Mind Snare? Okay, so if anyone else is out there that were unaware of this band, you can join me in that crowd. <laughs> My thoughts are, I don't want to sound repetitive, but Manic, again, is seems to be a theme. What sort of Daft Punk are they? <laughs> This is a very heavy dark Daft Punk. <laughs> very heavy, very screamy. Yes. Screamy Daft Punk. I like it. Yep. Sam, do you have any opinions on Mind Snare? Oh, I'm going to have to join Ben this week. I've never heard of him either. Um, oh, Man. It, it, again, it's not my cup of tea. I, I start. I like heavy music, but I start to draw the line when it gets a bit rowdy like that. Yeah. Um, look, I've got to... Yeah, Sorry, I, say, I don't think Mind Snare aim to be a cup of tea, but yeah. No, nah, they definitely yeah, that's don't. True. More like a cup of thunder. <laughs> but yeah. um, to be fair, like they probably are the heaviest band that I enjoy. Yeah. So just putting it out there, guys. Maybe mm. you listen to some Mind Snare. Maybe uh, Fog will kick a bag. I don't know. My only concern, if we're listening to that pre-game, we're going to have a lot of reports. <laughs> <laughs> yes, potentially. I, think, I don't think Ned McHenry should be listening to that before the game. <laughs> yeah, he's already pretty G'd up, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of being G'd up, I'm going to bring it down slight notch, slight, um, to bring you the newest best single for the last week. It is by an old punk rock band, punk rock stalwarts, if you will, out of Florida, Hot Water Music, which I found out Lauren loves about five minutes ago. Um, led by the gravelly vocals of Chuck Reagan. Uh, they're about to release their ninth record, Fill the Void, in March. And Samuel, if you want to queue up, collect the things and run. Collect your things and run. I've got the title wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> so attitude ain't bad. Classic hot water music. That was pretty classic hot water music. They spawned a lot of copycat bands. Um, there's heaps of them around that sound exactly like them, but they are the original. That's like our two bands tonight have been the original versions of their genre, really. So good on us. Pioneers. Pioneers, absolutely. Yeah, right, I can't well, say I've heard of that band either. Yeah, we almost forgot to ask for your opinion. Sam. Yeah, that's all right. I'll just sort of budge in. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that, that I can get behind. They sound a lot like a lot of bands. Like you've just said, I think they spawned a few copycats. Um, but no, that was good. Thanks, Sam. Ben, did you get, <laughs> did you get anything from that short snippet? No, uh, I could yeah, think about getting around that one. So A bit more your style. Yeah, in the tolerable bracket there. So no remnants of Daft Punk there. Probably it reminded me of like a Foo Fighters sort of more the music than the than the singing, but that's sort of what came at me. Cool. Thank you, Ben. And that is the pre-game warm-up. Hi, I'm Richard Douglas, and here we crow. Thank you, Richie. Love you, Dougie. All right, we're going to get into some of the latest Crows news and also the latest AFL news. Now, we at the top of the show, we talked about 
the acquisition of Crypto.com. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. We're not sure how we feel about it here at uh, Here We Crow. Sam? Yeah, it just feels a bit grotty to me. I know we're, we're living in a world of gambling ads anyway. It just feels like we're moving on to another form of degeneracy in some ways. Um, Crypto.com has sort of taken over. They've done the... They're going to be sponsoring the score review for the AFL. Like, so we're going to see that every time there's a score review. They've taken over a whole stadium in America. Yeah. What do you reckon, Ben? Like, um, yeah, as well, I feel. It seems a bit of a, a strange one to get really behind. I don't know. Is it like a free Dogecoin with every... <laughs> I don't know. What, what, <laughs> it I don't, might surprise I, people here, but I bought some Dogecoin, like not much, but as as I expected, it went nowhere. So, did you just <laughs> lose have, money? Don't have a lot of faith in uh, the old crypto. It's 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 almost like we because we've gone from gambling to crypto. It's just they have no faith in AFL fans to hot, keep a hold of their money. Is that is that how bad we all are? <laughs> but, but a hot tip, I think Akamanis has Zucoin. He does. So yeah, which isn't get listed. On board. I don't think on crypto.com. He seems like a trustworthy man. Yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crow's going carbon neutral is going to take a while if we're getting behind crypto. So. Yeah, well, that's right. I'm just wondering if the club's going all on black and just seeing what happens. I mean, I don't understand cryptocurrency whatsoever and I don't understand why they would be our sponsor. So I guess that goes hand in hand. Well, I don't have anything against crypto. I, I think it, it's, it is a legitimate thing. Just like uh, it's a a crypto platform that sort of just burst onto the scene here in Australia and now all of a sudden they're sponsoring the AFL and our team. Wasn't like soon after it was announced that like they got hacked Mm -hmm. and heaps of the money got stolen. So is that our money? It could have been. Again, I don't know how it works. So Well, no, they gave us money. So hopefully they've got it in the, in the crypto wallet. Yeah. yeah. Locked away. John Olsen can't get a hold of it. <laughs> For all those uh, Crow's Twitter followers, um, yeah, it looked like when they announced uh, Crypto.com or Crom that or Cromcoin that um, <laughs> yeah, it was nine out of ten fans that were questioning it, and then these two guys answering everybody's tweets with, you know, you don't understand it, and I've paid off my mortgage with it. So it's one of those yeah, good. guys, Ben Keys. <laughs> well, Ben Keys has uh, mysteriously disappeared off Twitter. We don't know what's going on there, but must have lost his crypto. But Who knows? This is a great segue into our next topic, which is Jack Darling and Cey Camillus Yeoman um, ruled out of the AFL season, ruled themselves out potentially. Jack Darling, we don't know if he's one hundred percent out at this stage, but Cey definitely is. He's gone, and uh, yeah, gone. Uh, he's taken his big rig elsewhere, and. Uh, they're joining Liam Jones, who our man Riley Thilthorpe was quite happy to see the back of. I didn't see that today, but he said it was the hardest defender he's played on. Yeah, he did a Q&A for the Crows website and he was asked who was the hardest defender last year and he put him up as it and said he's happy he's not playing him this year. <laughs> but Ben, Love we're it. more interested in the footwear Thilthorpe was wearing to this press conference, weren't we? Oh, the Crocs? Well, yeah, I'd be hypocritical to have a go at him about Crocs. I mm. used to work in a hydrotherapy pool in Hobart and Crocs was all I wore to work. So more strength to him. I'm not saying they're a quality footwear, but they are. They do have their purposes. Uh, did, are they as comfortable as everyone says? I don't think they're as good as people. If you've got any foot problems, don't go down the Croc aisle. They're not particularly supportive. They they can be comfortable like an Ugg boot is comfortable, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's not helpful for your foot if you've got any issues. Well, it counts me out. 
I was going to say uh, Crocs sponsorship coming our way. We are looking for sponsors um, unofficially. Crypt- and Crypto.croc.com. Yes, Maybe. we could have had Crocs, but now Ben's bag. Would, bagged would we say uh, nice things about Crypto.com if they sponsored us? Yes. I have a low threshold for such morals, so sure. <laughs> if we pump them up, we might get some free crypto. Maybe. I think we can all agree that that's enough non-crows talk. Let's get into the AFLW team. As I mentioned at the top, they are smashing it at the moment. They smashed it with uh, highly without Anne Hatchard on the weekend, which was even better. She's uh, been our top vote getter in the first two weeks and uh, a little bit of a foot niggle. How do we feel about the game on the weekend? Yeah, it was all right, I think. Uh, like it was a good win, obviously, and the scoreline at the end of the game was was positive. I can't help but think that it was a little bit worrying for mostly two and a half quarters, considering the dominance that we had and how bad they are supposed to be. Um, I think someone commented on our Twitter page about I think it was Josh Champion or Champion Josh or something like that, saying uh, we play like that against Melbourne and we're going to lose by four goals. Yeah, I I don't necessarily one hundred percent agree with that, but it's. Yeah, he, I think he's thinking along the right lines. I, I still don't think we're the finished product. Well, champion Josh has uh, put his, I mean, I'm going to use the word agates again, on the line. <laughs> um, we'll see how they go <laughs> this week in, at Norwood Oval. Um, Lauren? You know, I, it was a good game. There were some really good moments. Um, I think Eloise Jones, the goal on the three-quarter siren, big roost, that was Huge. a massive highlight. There was a couple of really good plays in the last quarter. Uh, Radic and Ponta in particular. Radic on the boundary line there with the some big t- laying some big tackles and getting the ball and Ponta with a really nice clean pickup um, in the midfield that ended up with a goal. It was just really nice passage of play and those things were like really exciting. Um, a bump from Ballard. Oh and yeah, Abby Ballard had an absolute screamer for a debut game. Um, she was pretty much everywhere and yeah not definitely no fear in that no. girl. <laughs> no fear at all. No. Um, yeah, so like, you know, in terms of like our dominating, like Sam said, we had 223 disposals to 180 and we had 134 uncontested possessions to 84. So we, you know, we were dominating a lot in that game. But yeah, I think um, the scoreboard didn't really tell the whole story and uh, we definitely are going to have to lift when it comes to Melbourne. Yeah, I, I agree with what, what you've all said. Basically, it was a game we should have won comfortably and we ended up doing so. I think some of that decreased pressure on the ball, we started to see some nice sort of fluent movements of the ball from half back through to half forward. It's just, yeah, finishing it off. Yeah, it's just that, that kick into the 50, isn't it? They look so good coming off like that back, yeah, half-back line. Into the 50 and then finishing off our good work as well sometimes. We yeah. get into good positions, good for shots at goal that we don't make the most of. So that's where, again, only the two goals this week for Woodland, but still two goals zero. So her accuracy is really, really Elite. important for us. Such low scoring matches at the moment. If you can kick 2-0, that makes such a big difference. So Back to Nord Oval, four goals this week. Back to Norwood Oval and hopefully to some crowds. So I think the game on the weekend, they said the attendance was 323, yep. So which is disappointing. It's, I mean, it's in two Victoria, teams, two away teams, but still something that low, I think. It'll be, yeah, hopefully we can pack out Norwood well this week. It was, it was pretty hot mm. in Melbourne yeah. um, on Saturday and it's going to, our humidity in Adelaide is going to be clearing out on Saturday and the game has been pushed back. Slightly so. Oh, has it? Yeah, it's at two forty p.m. now instead of twelve ten or twelve forty. Correct me, someone. Um, Will will be there. 
Yeah, we will all be there and we will be, well, at least one of us will be wearing a Huey Crow shirt. So if you see us there, come over and say good day. Let's chat footy. For those wondering what we're talking about, I received a Huey Crow t-shirt for Christmas from my lovely wife, whilst the other three have uh, ordered some and uh, they haven't turned up yet. So, Hopefully tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. Thursday. But just depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah. Just while we're on the topic of um, the game and how hot it was um, over in Victoria, um, we were talking earlier about... Um, where the season should sit. And there's been some people having some thoughts on it. Um, ben, you mentioned Aaron Phillips. Yeah, so there's a few different people have been talking about when we're playing our our season. Um, Aaron Phillips put up the suggestion of starting it in October, pretty much after the grand final for the men's, while people are still thinking about football and while the weather is a bit closer to what you'd have with football, the grounds aren't so hard. Yeah, uh, to me, I think it makes a lot of sense, but I don't know what you guys think. Kind of goes against the AFL's want to just have the entire year AFL, so they know they've got grand final through trade period as basically theirs. Uh, even with the other sports happening, they seem to get all the airtime. So I think this January February period is one that they want to target to get AFL slotted in, and they manage to do it. I'm just going to put it out there. I feel like it's disrespectful to the AFL women's game um, to have it in summer where the the ground's dry um, and hard and they're sort of, you know, subject to knee injuries. And we've seen so many knee injuries. Um, I think we can look after their health more so than even worrying about crowd numbers. I think it's, you know, you you got the men's teams playing on softer ground. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, the opposing view to that is that playing in October and beyond uh, – it's going to be a lot of rain. It's mm. the complete opposite of what they're playing now. And I don't know if that's going to, that would affect um, how they play. Obviously, they don't have a lot of experience playing in the wet. Um, also, you know, it kind of – you can start in October, but then, like, where do, when do the finals get played? It's kind of close to Christmas. People are spending a lot of money on Christmas gifts and might not necessarily want to go to the football. There's so many – so many things involved in how to schedule this season and, um, yeah, hopefully they work out something. Even, like, it would be so nice to even just overlap it with the end of um, the football, you know, when there's when the finals are on. There's not that many games of footy happening. There's not that many teams playing. You know, people in Adelaide, if the Crows – I mean, Port's a different story, but if the Crows aren't in the finals, Crows fans still want to go see mm. the women's play, maybe – Pop it a little bit of the end there. They've got to rethink it either way. Yeah. Do you think it could ever run concurrently? So potential of like double headers where you've got two Crows games, one after the other, and playing a season. Do you think the AFL men's will take too much of the airtime or do you think both playing when people are thinking of football could work well? I think it could work. It's, um, it's just whether the money's there to make it happen. Yeah. I look, that that's a dream scenario for me, like yeah. being able to go to – a women's game before a men's game. That's that for me. That's great. I want to see that. That'd be good. I don't personally for me. It doesn't take away from the women's game, but you know, that's because I'm a footy head. You know, the other thing is like fans are whingers and they complain <laughs> about the time slots of the games every single week. Is that going to impact the audience that the women's yeah. will get? You don't really want pe- like Friday people like people rocking up like in the middle o'clock. of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's really tough. Uh, I don't think anyone has the answer right now. So, would you rather see an AFL reserves team competition pre-game or a women's match? Maybe all three. 
maybe. Yeah, it's double. Just, we need measure. another oval. Just put another like little oval on the side. Maybe they should play on the hill. Right, I'll speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm just joking. Reserve side, yeah. I mean, I don't really support the Crows reserves. I kind of do, but I'm a Central's girl, so. I mean, if they had a, like a, their full competition that played alongside the AFL, so we would play the other team's reserve team. Oh, that's the ultimate goal. Scrap I'm assuming. what I just said. Yeah. For those who can't see Lauren, she's got more teeth than the average central supporter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving right along. Yeah, we sort of skipped over that, didn't we? In the theme of last week, <laughs> I just wanted to really quickly call out a, a questionable umpiring decision in the last five minutes of the game, which made it onto a lot of highlight reels. I'm not sure if you all saw it, but um, Justine Mills got caught uh, towards the boundary, got her hands free for an overhead hand pass, was pinged holding the ball after being slung into the ground. I thought... Potentially she got slung and should have got a free kick, but it was called holding the ball. Even the commentator said free kick here for West Coast. I, my take on that was she got her hand to it, but I don't know how you all felt about it. No one ever says that the Crows should get a free kick, or neither the umpires as well. So I think that's just how it's going to go. <laughs> there, are a few, there are actually a few slingish tackles in that game, and that there was a few Crowies tackles that I was like, ugh, mm. but didn't actually get pinged for. Um, so just be careful, girls. Bloody hell. Especially on those hard grounds. That's it. All right. Uh, well, that's the women's team. We're going to – do we want to talk about votes now uh, before we move on to the men's? Yeah, right. Why not? So from that from that game, I'll, I'll go straight off the bat. Um, I gave three votes to Eloise Jones. Um, I loved her endeavour around the ball and her second efforts. Um, the goal in three-quarter time, which Lauren mentioned earlier, just broke West Coast spirits, I felt. Um, she didn't get as many possessions as my second uh, vote-getter, my two votes for Eb Marinoff. Um, however, I felt like she was a bit more effective, um, with all due respect to Noffy. But Noffy, with the two votes, accumulated plenty of the ball um, without Hatchie being um, as prolific as the weeks before. And I gave the one vote to Justine Mules. Um, I felt like she was everywhere. She had a run in defence as well. Kicked a couple of nice goals. Um, and my unluckies for this week were Stevie Lee Thompson, um, Sarah Allen, Erin Phillips. I just wanted to call out Erin Phillips because, you know, we she's a shoe-in for best on ground nearly every week. So it's nice to see some of the other girls getting up there. But Erin's still having a great season already. And Rochelle Martin um, was my last of the unlucky ones. That's a lot of unluckies. Samuel. Uh, I, I'm going to just say I'm echoing Dan. I've got the exact same votes as him um, for all the exact same reasons, so I'm not going to take any more time. Awesome. Lauren? I also have three votes for Eloise Jones. Excellent game. High disposal rate. Did very well. I'm actually giving two votes to Mulesy this week. I thought she... Even though she didn't have quite as high disposal rate, she really played her guts out and two goals... Can't go wrong there. And my number one vote goes to Ebony Marinoff. Uh, my special mention um, goes to Abby Ballard for, like I said, a screaming debut. Uh, we all know Doc Clark was very happy with her performance and I'm really looking forward to seeing what else she brings to the Crows. More bumps. <laughs> Big time. Mm, more bumps, good. more tackles. It yep. was a cracker. And Benny Boy, what do you have? Uh, yeah, pretty similar sort of idea. So I also had the three votes to Eloise Jones. Just like Your to favorite. point out yeah, yep, one yeah, of mine. So I was worried it was a bit of bias on my part, but you've all followed, so that's good. Um, also two votes for Ebony Marinoff, the 23 possessions, always reliable, always racking up a lot of the ball. And my one was actually one of Sam's, was Chelsea Bedell. So yes. 12 possessions, four marks, reliable defender. Unlucky, I'd say it could have been either of the other two key pillars down in defence. So it could have been Radjik or... 
Sarah Allen, both similar sort of possessions. I think maybe I just noticed a bit more of Chelsea. So She yeah. just doesn't miss. She's got such a nice kick. I know I said that last week, but yeah, she's yeah. lethal. She's one of our favourites, I think, all of us. Yeah. Um, she's mine though, Lauren, just remember. You can have her. Yeah. All right. I don't um, know if we should be this possessive about. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it people. sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. We've been doing our player votes, which at the end of the season we will give you our best. Our here we crew best and fairest during the men's season. We'll be doing the same. Now, I just want to shout out to the Adelaide FC Discord channel. Uh, come and join us because it's a really great community, full of Crows fans. Uh, all very friendly, and we just talk shit all day. It's heaps of fun. Anyway, that's uh, they were born from the Adelaide FC subreddit on Reddit, if you're a Reddit kind of person. Uh, in the men's season, we're going to not only do best and fairest player votes, but we're also going to do the Tyson Edwards Quiet Achiever Award, which is basically the quiet achiever of the match um, for the game. And we wanted to do something similar for the women's team as well. But obviously we didn't want to use Tyson Edwards. So we've come up with the Sarah Allen Soldiers On Award because Sarah Allen is our women's quiet achiever solid. Every week. Every week. So next week we're going to start telling him some votes. We might pop our special mentions in for our previous rounds. But at the end of the women's season we will have a Sarah Allen Soldiers On winner. So Not get on board. Sarah Allen. It could be Sarah Allen. <laughs> be great for her to win the inaugural one. And uh, also I'll have a dodgy jingle ready for next week too. Awesome. Nice. And please uh, send us your Sarah Allen soldier, Soldiers On awards for the week. Send us your best players and send we us hear from you. your special mentions because we do want to hear from you. We want your feedback. That is an excellent segue, Lauren, because, yeah, we, we really want those that interaction, that collaboration um, with the social media on any of the platforms we're on, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Where will they find us, Dan? At Here We Crow. Yeah. All of those things. Yeah. I think if they search Here We Crow, they'll find us. They, they can always us. email us as well if you're uh, just sitting on your work email and you're not actually working. Um, we know everyone is working. Um, and you can't see my fingers doing the, you know, the Air thing. quotes. Air quotes. That, thank you, Sam. You know, if you're just working and you want to send an extra email, you can email herewecrowpod at gmail.com and just tell us some things. Send, send us your, some more love letters. Yeah, or send us your crazy rants as well. Like yeah. That, yeah. We, we can read them out on air. We will read them out on air. And if we find them funny, we'll do that too. But um, we're, we're going to talk a bit about social media each week, um, the comments that come to us. And we might even call out some silly things that we've seen um, from time to time. But this week in particular, we're going to talk about someone who hit us up via our Facebook Messenger, um, Sam. Uh, yeah, Spence. It wasn't Facebook. It's was actually Instagram. G'day, Spence. Spence. Spence Sorry. T. Um, we made a bit of a call out for the Smokies, I think. For Was it Smokies for yeah, round we, one? Yeah, we gave uh, our Smokies last week for round one and we wanted to hear what yours are. Um, who's going to perhaps get into the round one or yeah. in, the t- in the 22 at least of uh, the newbies? And Spence got in touch. Maybe not a Smokie, but as the leader of the Chase Jones fan club, which I, I would like to, I'd like to be a member. Yeah. Do, do you reckon um, that was a... Democratic election, or he just chose himself as the leader. I think he chose himself, but I'm fully okay with that. I'm, yeah, me too. I'm on board. And sign me up as well. I'm going to say there's someone on the uh, Adelaide FC Discord that is going to heavily disagree really? with this decision. Well, that's yep. what we're all about here: some diplomatic discussion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote and cult. So. Oh, okay. That, that got weird afterwards. 
But uh, it's obvious as of round one next year, he'll establish himself as our premier small defender to follow in the footsteps of Brown. Thoughts? Well, Brownie did name drop him um, in his presser this week. He did. Ben? Um, yeah, well, he actually said that Chase is in practising at the moment with the midfield group. So And super talented, was, yeah, like, was his words. Yeah, he says he'd be suited to the midfield, but he doesn't want to lose him as a defender. So it'll be interesting. I think in the past he's looked like he's better in defence where he sort of can focus in one direction, whereas 360 degrees has been a, a challenge. But I think if he can work on that, he's... Certainly has a lot of attributes. I'm glad you said One Direction because he looks like a member of the band as well. <laughs> and that's not an indication of my musical preference. <laughs> Daft One Direction. Um, but his progress last year was fantastic. I think, like Ben said, having him focused on one yep. thing, maybe not direction but position, uh, <laughs> Nixie's really kind of honed in on that and given him a role, yep. which I think he needed. He needed a f- some focus and he's built up a lot of bulk as well. Um, I mean, we did draft him as a midfielder, but yeah. you know he was a wiry little rabbit then, and now he's a big buff dude. So I mean, I hope he stays in defence. I think you should kind of hone your craft there, Chase, and um, yeah, be the next Brownie. Brown. I mean, how long's Brown been playing for us? A lot longer than you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yeah, we're right behind you, Chase. And speaking of being right behind someone, uh, cue up some music for me. Sam. <laughs> That's right. It's Darcy Fogarty. He does have legs, but does he know how to use them? Um, that's and a yes, that was me singing. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big question we all have. We are all behind Darcy Fogarty, but he hasn't quite come into his own. He has been able to kick goals, and that is about it. Um, we love him, though. Like He was next, meant to be the second coming of Tex Walker, but he has not evolved his game just yet. I'm being harsh, but we are behind him and we love him and we want him to get there. There was a questionable photo uh, released by the Crows social media team this week, and I don't know about all of you, but... He has – everyone's always commented on his thighs and how big they are, but his whole leg now looks like a tree trunk. And It was that, huge. Yeah, it was. And with that sort of – I'm going to use a tree pun, but I would just be planting him at about 80 metres out <laughs> and just having him peg him from there. We'd have heaps of whoppers then. How many we whoppers would, do you have at 80 metres? Every, all of the Crows fans would be obese. Um, that had to be some camera distortion, didn't it? It had like, to be. It, it was, had he to was be. on if the If you edge. want to ruin the illusion, yeah, Sam, then sorry. Yeah, but I don't know what the <laughs> Ben. You might want to comment on this. I don't know what the the social media the person taking the photos is doing, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of the opposite to what I thought Burgess was coming in for. <laughs> I thought he was going to get leaner and more agile, but mm. I think now he just can't be moved from his position. Yeah, he's immovable. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that works out for him. Hopefully, distortion. I think, I don't know, that's what we hoped about Miller last week. So, <laughs> we're getting a bit of a, a theme here. Yeah. Either we've got some ordinary photography or something's going astray. At the Get crows. me in there, Crows. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. Um, do yeah. you think that uh, with – let's? I'm, I'm going to call it – I think this is Texas last year playing. Surely. I think, you know, it's pretty – it's come to an end, I think, Look, which is we, a shame. But And we do hope that Tex can go out on a good note um, when he comes back in. But, um, yeah, go on. It's pretty well, I was just going to say, Josh Rochelle, potentially the new Tex. I know I know he's a small forward, but he's come in pretty pretty beefed. Maybe Fog, Rochelle, new Bash Brothers. That would be pretty good. 
Um, but yeah, back on Fog, we're right behind him. We're going to keep an eye on him this year because I think this is make or break. We've talked about it was make or break last year. He came in um, in good shape. He kicked a fair few goals, but did his game really evolve to the level we want it to? We're not sure. But um, I think this year's the year, and we've, we're going to be commenting on it as the year goes on. Obviously, won't be commenting on it too much while the women's season's on, but uh, when we're in full swing with the men's, uh, we'll be talking about him. Any other little tidbits from the men's team that anyone wants to talk about? Uh, Covert Crow came out. That's another one of the AFC websites. He said that Parnell has put on the most weight of any Crows player, which I think is relieving. He did look like a 12-year-old last year. So. They did actually release a photo of Paddy at training and looks like a different person. Yeah, right. Wow. That's that, good. That is relieving because yep. um, yeah. he did not look like an AFL-listed player last year in his promo shots. We had some young-looking players and he was the youngest-looking. Well, they yeah. kept taking him out to the pub and I was like, is he old yeah. enough for that? <laughs> well, even Cook in his um, presser looked a lot older than he did last year. He's starting to look like he's filling out his body. So I think it's just a sign of our our team in general. We're all they're all starting to look like an actual football team. And poor Cookie um, needs a bit more of that media training. By the sounds of it, oh, I wouldn't be throwing yeah. stones, Dan. Look, I was just <laughs> I watched it and I just a uh, bit more practice. Maybe get Sam Berry in there. So Berry's very articulate and knows how to talk. Braden, not so much. But that's nothing against you, Cook, because we all love you. We said last week we think you're going to be one of our favourite players this year. Um, I just want to quickly talk about Luke Brown's uh, press conference a little bit more. Um, He said that Jordan Dawson is loving it at the Crows, favourably comparing us to the Swans. Mm. That's good. Good news. Would have been quite a story if he said we were pretty poor. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure he would have mentioned that. Mm. Uh, also, he said, Brownie said that Lachlan Murphy is back running on grass already. Is he the speediest rehab person you've ever seen? Either that or he's got a death wish. He's always ahead of schedule. McAdam uh, has copped a bit of a knocker in training and he's under concussion protocols at the moment, which is a shame, but hopefully he'll be back up and Adam with seeds in the next couple of weeks. And Brownie had a smoky. Luke Nankovis, the yeah, new I think cult I would hear that fan favourite. I was, love that. Yeah. The, the what is he called bucket hat? Yeah, does he get to wear the bucket hat during the game? Surely walking out. I feel like he probably listens to bands like Muse with that haircut. But um, Muse, it's oh, a bit psychedelic. Maybe, but he's a bit young. Sorry, a bit, bit of a segue and throw back to the pregame warm up. Yeah. <laughs> ben, did you have something you want to talk about uh, in terms of our headquarters? Yeah, it's just something that's been nagging away at me. This decision on whether we become Brompton based or at Theberton. Um, Brompton, initially, the decision was going to be made by the end of the year last year, and then they said there's going to be a delay, and now it's pretty pretty silent out there in terms of what's happening with that. So I don't know if that's a good sign, bad sign, or, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest. That was It was sort of pretty well set in stone that we were going to know pre-Christmas, so it's, it's weird that we're now, well, pretty much the end of January and still haven't heard anything. My preference, if you want to know it, is definitely Brompton. Um, yeah, it's got the name, Crompton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. feels right there. There's so much dead space. Theberton just going to be busy. Awful. Uh, you'd think long-term having a site that's dedicated just to the Adelaide Football Club makes yeah. more sense than sharing. And having a site that's not going to be part of 10 years or more roadworks, yeah. that yeah. doesn't 
Like we're, we're already in a site of West Lakes, which is being torn down and looks like like in the middle of the desert every time they have a press conference. So yeah. imagine being a new draftee and rocking up to Amy Stadium now. It's like, what have I got into here? Mm. I've got to say, like, Brompton is way more accessible in terms of transport. To your house. And my house uh, is very close. <laughs> and um, also, you know, it's, it's actually really close to Adelaide Oval. Mm. Like, you can walk from Adelaide Oval to there in 35 minutes if you're quick yeah or you can just walk over the bridge get on the train go to the Bowdoin train station Bowdoin train station or the get on the the tram tram. there's a lot of options there Uh, I think it would be a really good place so I think the delay um, came down to uh, it was really kind of like a tight decision they needed some more information from the um, proposals proposees what's the word and um yeah, you're right, Ben. They should have decided by now, so maybe it's a tight race. We'll f- I'm sure we'll find out more about that in the coming weeks. All right, and we're going to get into some talk about this week's matchup for the AFL women's team. We have the, uh, the big one against Melbourne. Um, Eloise Jones came out yesterday with her presser and she was talking about the fact Hatchie's probably not going to be back. Um, it's a day-by-day proposition uh, we're looking at, uh, you know, it looks like she'll probably get rested um, this week, which is a big blow. But if Eloise can put together a game like she did last week again, um, that's going to be huge help for Noffy and and the like in the midfield. Uh, ben? Yeah, no, it should be should be a good game. Um, clearly, round like game of the round this week. It's us first, them third. There's four teams left that are, haven't had a loss yet, and we're yeah two of them. The other two actually play this week as well, Collingwood and Fremantle. So it should be a good round to give us an idea of where everyone's at. In terms of us playing Melbourne, I think it'll be a, a really interesting contrast of styles. So we are really, really good at defence. We've only given up like 40 points all year, whereas Melbourne have kicked 23 goals to our 17. So they're higher scoring. Um, but we don't leak as many points. They've we've le- leaked forty. They've leaked about eighty odds. So yeah. So I, I think they they talk about defense. A good defense beats a, a good attack. So I guess we'll find out this week. We've got while we don't have the full attack, we've still got the highest goal scorer, obviously in Woodland. It's just that they have second and third in um, Taylor Harris and Hoare. So yeah. I got to say, uh, stats for the our last matches compared to Melbourne were actually pretty on par. In terms of possessions, kicks, marks, disposals, um, but it's our inside fifty efficiency that was well below theirs, and that is where we're going to falter this week. So we really need to lift our forward needs to lift and really uh, get ahead of the ball, kick some goals. We'll see if um, Champion Josh is on the money or not, um, mm. and we will we'll talk about that whether he is or not. Uh, no disrespect to the man, but. Um, I'm really looking forward to being at the game for this one. It's going to be fun. Last last game in Nord was was excellent. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be well. It's going to be a bit cooler than last time. Yep, maybe it will be. Which would be nice. And uh, I'm definitely sweaty. bringing a chair. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully they have one more than one person serving. They had one person doing food and drinks at the main bar. It was crazy. Um, yeah, half time half time well, lineup. They're used to the uh, Reckling Community Cup where there's not quite as many people there. But <laughs> yeah. Or a Norwood game. A great cause, nonetheless. <laughs> Or an odd game, yeah. <laughs> more, more to the point. Well, yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a good game. And, um, I mean, it could be our first loss of the season. I hope not. We're staying optimistic. I'm optimistic. I think we've had the harder draw so far. We've played Brisbane, who I think are a better team than they played in first round, which was Bulldogs, both teams 
up until tonight had only played one extra one game. So Brisbane today smashed Carlton by 35. So that gives you an indication they're a pretty good team this year and we've beaten them. The other two games that we've played, probably similar sort of teams that we've played and they've played. So, yeah, I, I'm i optimistic. I I reckon at home we'll, we'll get this one. I'm going to be optimistic as well. Why not? There's no point being down, is there? No, there is not. No so one wants to be, to be down. Worried. I think it's definitely going to be a close game. Yeah. I'm also going to be optimistic. It'll be nice to have a slightly closer game than last week, really test us. Um, and to win without, potentially without Anne Hatchard, I think it's going to be a great uh, victory. And if we heard if hey, Randall's back? Have not heard yet. So if if not, that's two pretty key players for us. So it'll test us our depth, which will be which isn't a bad thing at this time of the year. Mm. And we did have some players uh, in isolation, COVID isolation as well. So our list was slightly diminished. So, I mean, that didn't really affect us this weekend. So hopefully uh, it won't affect us for this game. And it will test our depth, like you said, Ben. And um, Eloise Jones in her press did mention how good our depth is with the new ones coming in last week. And we, we talked about Abby Ballard off the, um, in, the, in the votes earlier. Um, I was also going to comment on uh, that presser and how Eloise Jones, it was quite refreshing the way she spoke until she uh, mentioned play the role, which we hear in every presser. But no, well done, Eloise. Got to play the role. Got to play the role. All right, it's almost time for us to wrap up for this week. In the pre-game warm-up, Samuel mentioned the Biscuit Brown Spiced Brown Ale from the lovely Wheat Sheaf Hotel. Thank you to the Wheaty. How do we feel about this one? It's it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, it's not one that I'd probably want to drink every night, but it's uh, for a one-off. I've got to say, I'm a fan. Yeah. If this had more ginger in it, it would literally be my biscuit it is super tasty it's really delicious um it's not too heavy either which i like about it it's not like too thick or anything no it's just nice kind of light um yeah i agree with sam i probably wouldn't drink it every night it's definitely a special occasion type thing just Mm. one of it's got some like mold sort of like flavors to it something that you'd have in hobart during winter yeah i'm a big fan uh I give it, I don't know, what's the rating? Are we rating, rating? system we, we, rate, we just made oh, that well, up. Yeah. I made it up then, but I can't think of How anything. How many beer cans are you giving it? Yeah. Out of five. I'll give it four out of five. And um, I will say that this is my favourite weedy beer that I've had, apart from uh, the Mexican stout that they had, the Mole stout, had once upon a time. That oh, was yeah, bloody that delicious. Was good. Yeah, yeah. Weedy makes some great beers. Thank you, I'm really waiting with bated breath for Ben's review. Well, look forward to being underwhelmed. So... <laughs> I quite like the beer. I think it's questionable on a 30-degree humid day. I think it's not its perfect pairing. Um, Maybe not. But, but I think on, yeah, once you're getting more into your autumn months, I could see this one being something that would be quite pleasant to have on a, yeah, as the as the weather's getting a bit cooler. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm with uh, Lauren and Ben on this one. I think it, it's not sessionable, but it's uh, a really good tasty beer, so... Um, and it tastes to me like a scotch finger dipped in beer, which sounds horrible, but tastes good. We'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the spices are there, but they don't make it taste too novelty sort of beer. Yeah. I think yeah, it's no. still okay. Get down to the weedy and try it. Do that. All right, support local. All right, so thank you everyone for tuning in this week. We really want you to interact with us on our social media, like I mentioned earlier. Where would they f- find us, Dan? You. 
let me get to that, mate. All right. Send us your feedback, what you did this week. It really helps us out. We want to uh, do the best we can to entertain you each week. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Here We Crow and also at herewecrowpod uh, at gmail.com. I should say. Um, Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Ben. And thank you, Sam. And hit that outro music.